Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Uh, my apologies for pushing forward the time by one hour. We had a little bit of a scheduling conflict with Elmer, but Elmer is here joining us and he's going to give us an update about what China is up to. And this is a very fascinating conversation because it again tells you that history always, almost always repeats itself. So without further ado, let's invite and let's uh, welcome Elmer Yuan to our show. Elmer, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm doing very well, Elmer. So uh, you think that the new Indo-Pacific co-prosperity sphere is something that has been taken out of an earlier document that had had good success for another country. So why don't you kind of give us a quick history lesson and drop parallels between then and now? You see, the Japanese had a very, very extensive plan, the Japanese military, uh, because the civilian government at that time have been murdered, in fact, literally murdered uh, by the by the Japanese, we call the Guangdong military. And uh, Guangdong means east part of uh, Japan. And they were the one who really uh, ran the country uh, from uh, 1933 and by invading China and so on. So they had a very, very extensive plan how to run this whole Asia business. Of course, not as far as India, but as far as Burma, which is close enough. And then that plan include the Pearl Harbor, and they want half of the Pacific, which means uh, they invaded, as you know, as, uh, as south as uh, Darwin, and then they occupied Singapore, Hong Kong, and uh, the, all the uh, Indonesia for oil, very, very detailed plan. And that plan, in fact, uh, if uh, people really, uh, uh, understand uh, uh, geopolitics, must study that plan, what they do. So Japanese are, as you know, they are meticulous in planning. And especially those older generation people, they have done the plan so well. So it's really called the East Asia Cold Prosperity Sphere. So which means really the area we're covering now may be all the way to Burma. They didn't have India in mind. Right? because India was probably neutral and uh, uh, they didn't have much use of that. But up to Burma, there's a lot of mineral, timber, oil, all rubbers, all the natural resource they need and the market. So the Chinese, the communist Chinese have read it. This is what I've been discussing with the military people in China, all right? The military, the, the best people in China, in communist China goes to the military because they want the best, you know. They have a very simple system. People work to supply the military. That is their economics. I mean, what they learn from the West is something different. They don't care. Those are secondary. Most important, people work, and the money or the, or the whatever they created is to supply to the military. That is a simple way. This is the old way for Chinese for the last 2,000 years, two 3,000 years. Uh, the rest is only a window dressing. So anyway, the, uh, the whole idea is they've adopted, the Chinese Communist Party and their military have adopted this Japanese plan. So they want to share. That's why they took over, you, may, you see the South China Sea, that whole, whole area. They want to make it a sphere. And uh, more than that, and the, what's happening in Ukraine really encouraged them to do it. Because America make it very simply, they don't want to have a fight with any nuclear power any 
So that's why they America send no troops into Ukraine. They are afraid of any direct contact with Russia, which is a nuclear power. And the same is going to happen. So which means they are counting on the Taiwan and maybe some help from Japan and uh, maybe uh, some help from Australia to help Taiwan to fend for itself, which is very, very similar to the Ukraine situation right now. Right? And very clever. You see, Putin never formally, he said, I give per permission. But you never see any video or witness or, or evidence that they have directly into, into that. They say, oh, this is part of a Russian. I mean, Ukraine was part of Russia, same as Taiwan, all right? Part of Russia, and same as Japan, same as Korea, same as Vietnam. <laughs> In the old days, everything was, that whole thing was part of China. Really, down to, down to Thailand and so on, Burma, everything was kind of China. So they can use exactly the same excuse and control that whole area. And now, of course, they can, they're not interested to, to, to invade India. But at least somehow, you know, that's probably the borderline. Uh, so you are going to see them right at your front door. And this is what I feel that is the Indo-Pacific co-prosperity uh, 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 sphere. And it's really a part of the one bell, one road. It's a, more or less the same thing, more or less the same. But they, as you just told me, they've gone all the way to be near Sri Lanka, near Sri Lanka, almost. And now, of course, you feel the urge to do something. And your president, uh, our prime minister, feel the urge to do something there to stop them. It's, they're going to go all the way, keep going, Djibouti, and uh, of course, Africa is no question. And, uh, and uh, so it's, it's a very ambitious plan. And unfortunately, what U.S. have done in Ukraine and in Afghanistan encourage the Chinese to go all the way. Meaning what they decided to do now, never mind the economy, never mind the image, never mind the diplomacy. As long as we have enough resource to supply our military in weaponry and, and things such, the Chinese soldiers are paid as well as the American soldiers. Same, but you know, things are much, much cheaper in China. Maybe uh, one quarter the price of China, of, uh, right, of US. Right, right. So as a result, the soldiers are living very, very well. And of course, military, the Chinese, they, they, if this is the way it's going to be, two things, people produce and, uh, and the military will use their resource to fight. The other things can stop for the time being, can wait, uh, all the IT, everything, unless it's for military, everything is secondary. Only two things count. So that's why you saw them last year, they've been buying a lot of uh, grain, food. They're storing food, they're storing uh, oil, energy, and they are probably stocking up in coal too, right? Because you need still a lot of coal. So they are preparing for a huge war and they are not afraid to use nuclear weapon. And America or India are afraid even to talk about it. So this is the problem. You know, China, I think Chairman Mao, in one of his meetings in Europe with all his communist uh, brothers, he said uh, he has no problem having a nuclear war with the U.S., lose half the population, right? Because, uh, I mean, China, they can, they can give birth to people, let's say, 10 million a year easily, or more than that. 
so so they this is the problem we are afraid to we are afraid of using or being attacked by a nuclear weapon they are not then you have a serious problem you understand they so so every every time you talk to most people i mean we are normal person you talk to them about nuclear weapon they say oh no 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 that's a weapon that's an agreement they're never going to use it why not why not you know this is the whole problem. Our mentally and U.S. That's the worst. I've been to, I've been uh, living in D.C. area doing lobbying for twenty months. Now that's all I do. I'm really a full-time job, and the uh, including Pompeo and all these people. They use the word deterrence. Deterrence means you wait. You all right? You don't do anything active. You just wait. You are being passive. You are being defensive and just build up a lot of things but they you, when you use deterrence chinese know that you are not going to attack them and this same thing is happening in ukraine it's deterrence so deterrence means if they attack they will pay a price this is exactly what uh, uh, biden say oh they can uh, take a few take away a few things and then we will we'll sanction them i mean it's already you're getting you're re mentally ready for them to attack and then allow them to pay the price but that that is not good you're not going to win i mean general MacArthur said the reason you go into a war is to win not to stand still but the whole problem is the our uh, the free free world all they know is to stand still they don't they don't understand how evil you are dealing a, a regime you are dealing with a group of people and if you use deterrence on the communist chinese it's a huge mistake. It's going to be in history. We'll, we'll say that we are much stronger than them in, in many areas. But if we keep on using deterrence and then we're afraid to go to war with them, we're going, we are afraid to go to a direct war with them. And this is going to be a very serious problem because over time, little by little, they, they keep pushing like the Nazis, like the Japanese. Fortunately, U.S. at that time had tremendous resource after Pearl Harbor. So in a matter of less than a year, they totally recover. And the Japanese have failed to, to destroy all the carriers, the U.S. carriers. So U.S. with their huge resource, really, they militarized the whole country, the defense industry, and, and being able to come back uh, after fighting. So it's the U.S. have saved us. But now you live in the States and I'm in the States. You know how weak these people are right now. Seriously, very, very weak. So I, I want a couple of uh, things. You have brought up a lot of interesting points. Uh, I want to just dwell on two things because I know you have uh, another 20 minutes before uh, you know you need some rest recharge. You have back-to-back -back shows. I just have two main questions. One first question is, how prepared is Taiwan? Taiwan is prepared, but half of the Taiwan population, they are not ready to fight. They say, if we lose, then we just become a, become Chinese again. You, you understand? They, yes. They're kind of uh, uh, sitting on a wall. So half of Taiwan, they, they're going to use, they can use, China can use the same on Taiwan as, as Russia used on Ukraine. Meaning, oh, Taiwan historical has been part of uh, China and the people want us to liberate them. And U.S., you are helping them to resist us, resist their reunion with China. I mean, look at the Putin speech. 
it's well met, uh, met and you can interpret both ways and it sounds reasonable so they are you they can use the same in in taiwan and they can even use the same in singapore can you imagine really i mean they used it in hong kong now how, how many people really protested now hong kong swallowed it they swallowed hong kong and hong kong we saw swallow the the communist all right and this is what's happening in hong kong right now so this is, I'm not talking from, from imagination, it's factual. What's happening in Hong Kong is going to happen in Taiwan. And if they're going to run this cold prosperity sphere, it's all over, including Japan, Korea, Taiwan, all the way down to maybe the northern tip of Australia. And including all these small countries like Borneo, Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, Myanmar, Laos, and, uh, and uh, Thailand, you name it, and the Philippines, and the Philippines. That is equal to almost half the world's GDP we are talking about. And this is his ambition. Please read up the Japanese plan. That was Jap Japanese. Japanese had the same ambition, exactly the same ambition. That's how they started the World War II. They can use the resource, and Japan, they can use manufacturing, as you can see. They were really great. I mean, Japanese are very, very good in manufacturing. So as long as they have the raw material, they can produce anything. So China have exactly the same ambition. So even though they are in trouble economically right now, but if their mentality is only to fight the war, all right, doesn't matter how bad the stock market, the property market, the foreign currency, as long as they can supply enough machine and pay the soldiers well, for the time being, that is good enough. They are fulfilling their mission. And we need to think about that. We, we cannot all every day poo-poo them. Oh, the Winter Olympic was horrible, this and that. These are superficial. At the end of the day, look at the pudding. The 190,000 soldiers on the border, sitting on the border. And you try to, you, 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 Ukraine, your soldiers try to get into those two uh, independent states. So can you only you wouldn't dare to because you don't want to pick up a fight. That's what Putin is doing. And China will do exactly the same. They can send millions of soldiers and they're not afraid to use nuclear weapons. And same thing in uh, Russia and China. They are not afraid to use hypersonic with nuclear warhead. I'm, I'm sure India is developing something similar. But, you know, you cannot imagine a peaceful country, a democratic country like yours, you know, start using it. That is the problem. We only talk about deterrence. No, you, you, you have made an excellent point, Elmer. I have one question that I want to hold back, but I have a follow-up on this one. Now, um, you, you said that uh, China is harboring all these ambitions. Post-Olympics, is Xi Jinping feeling stronger now against the deep state, or do you think the deep state has... Uh, some cards up its sleeve. What are what is that um, politics playing out now? How is that yeah. politics playing out? The no no the deep state don't want him to be re-elected, and they're very very strong. But every day it's fluid. I, I've always said it, it's about fifty fifty right now right. for him to be right. re-elected. Right. But the Russian thing is encouraging him. The yes. Russian, you know, Putin came here and signed a contract and so on to sell more oil and gas. And they need, they need uh, energy to fight the war. And, and what's happening is Biden's weakness. Biden, of course, has people like John Kerry working with the deep state 
to take him down and Soros and so on. But then it's a, it's a daily fight. And if he is willing to be dirty, I mean, there's nothing wrong with murdering those deep state people. Just go in and send people murder. If he's willing to go to that extent, that's what happened in Japan before they entered the war. They basically murdered the prime minister and all those people, uh, all these politicians that they call the civilian po civilian politician. They have the military uh, and, uh, and the civilian. They murdered them. And then that's what how, how the Japanese aggression started. He, he is, they can do anything. It's a lawless country. You people or us, I mean, here we talk about law. We don't do things, but they can do anything. There is no bottom line. That is the danger. So, uh, and the problem is they're watching US. If Biden has another three years to go, right? And if he continue to be weak, right now, look at this sanction. They are talking about only sanctioning those people in Ukraine. They are not talking about, to, this morning, they are going to talk about sanctioning Russia. But most important thing is energy. They are afraid. Italy already have uh, got, come out and say, no, we shouldn't do anything on energy. We need the Russian energy. So how do you sanction Russia without sanctioning the energy? So a couple of things that I think uh, maybe Biden missed as a trick. I just want to draw some parallels. Viewers, I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. Uh, I am an independent. Uh, Elmer is not even a citizen of United States. So we are saying it as we see it. So let's just draw a couple of parallels. Trump, when he uh, uh, walked away from the agreement with Iran, India had a huge problem. India was getting a lot of crude from Iran. And, and, and if uh, they were going to stop getting that, they needed a secondary source. What Trump did was he said that we will give you the same terms. And tell you what, you don't even have to buy your oil now. We will hold it for you. You can draw down from our strategic reserves in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So India, instead of going to Iran, they just had to go a little further and get it from Saudi Arabia. So he had a plan B ready for India. So India didn't feel the pinch of walking away from the cheap Iranian oil that they were getting. And, and uh, so today, what has happened is, if Biden was serious about cutting off Nord Stream 2, then he should have had already supplied energy like natural gas and crude from Louisiana into Germany and say, here, try this out. Do you think something like that happened? Or like you said, US is still sitting back and watching. What is your observation on that? You're close exactly. to Exactly. He the, the whole thing you the problem you see, the inflation you see in the in, in the United States, very the biggest inflation in the last 40 years is because of his energy policies. You know, cutting off the key Keystone pipeline, and then he's not granting license, granting license for more fracking, both for gas and oil. And U.S. has tremendous, as you know, they have natural lots of fracking going on in 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 Louisiana. But the biggest is the one on uh, with New Mexico and uh, with New Mexico and Texas, the Permian North Basin, Dakota and South Dakota also. Yeah. It's called the Permian Basin. So yes, that yes. is huge, but. To be able to supply to Asia, the closest is in fact the Permian Basin. They can reach yes, out to yes. the Pacific. Yes. And and Trump's plan is to have enough LNG and oil for the entire Asia Pacific. Right? They can pump out. And with Biden, he came, 
and then suddenly you need to import oil from Russia. Can you imagine? And let me tell you, just now, a few hours ago, uh, 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 Blinken has contacted the Chinese foreign minister, Wang Yi, to ask him to, to help to on this Ukraine situation. Can you imagine, you know, these are the enemies <laughs> who are trying to screw you, and you're trying to ask him to mediate, to help. It, the whole thing is a joke. So the energy, going back to what you say, you, Trump was building up the energy and make U.S. the biggest energy maker, maker in the world and to be able to supply both to Europe and to Asia with LNG. The future is really LNG because car will use less and less oil. And the U.S. have enough oil. And also Alaska. You know how much oil U.S. have in Alaska? Oil and gas. And it's halfway already to Asia. So if U.S. continue with this green policy, this bullshit policy, they, they are going to lose. Trump had a very good policy and oil price was cheap, gas price was cheap, coal price was cheap, and then by, uh, uh, Biden came along, everything became so expensive. You know, I just saw the pump is here. It's unbelievable. And you, on top of that, the energy created the inflation. That is the main component of the inflation. And when people don't see the end, how much higher the price is going to be, then they keep on adding price i'm going to raise my price and you i don't since i don't know what price tomorrow energy is let me raise my price first and that is what the what's the hyperinflation come from it's nothing to do with federal reserve all that is window dressing the primary primary problem is the energy because everything we do including food agriculture come from energy Right, I mean, all the fish stock, all the all the fertilizer, everything boils down to energy. So this is the whole problem. It's a U.S. policy problem. As long as Biden is in the in the White House for another three years, it's enough time for China to do something serious and drive U.S. back to at least the middle of Pacific. And this, remember, when Xi Jinping met. Um, with, uh, in fact, Obama, I'm talking about even during the Obama, they said, we are big, we are big states, super states, superpowers. And the Pacific is big enough for two superpowers. And of course, uh, Obama ignored him. Obama understood it, but he didn't want to come into a, a conversation. Obama is kind of weak also. So already, Xi Jinping is pretty honest. This guy is quite honest. He declared himself, even during Obama's, we're talking about uh, 20, 20, 20, uh, 2012, the year 2012, they had a meeting in the Rose Garden, and he promised everything. We're not going to build any base in South China Sea, this and that. Turn around. Didn't stop at all. They knew Obama is not going to stop them. So this whole thing started, I didn't invent it, it started at least, at least 10 years ago. But that strategy, even when I was in China, about 20 years ago, they've been talking about the strategy when they have enough in economic power, as strong as they, they've gained, earned a lot of money. So they will adopt that Japanese policy. And China, we consider us, all right, I mean, including myself sometimes, we are the center of the world. That's the whole word China means center, central country. We are the central country. And we used to have all these countries, the vassal states, Korea, Japan, all the way down to uh, uh, to Indonesia uh, and, and the Philippines. All those are vassal states. 
And Xi Jinping's dream is to go back to that. And you saw that, uh, you know, uh, Zheng He is the person that, you know, the cell, the big fleet, they went all the way to Africa and they consider and they give away gift. They didn't occupy it. All right. Which means this is their sphere of influence. They don't need to occupy. And this is the one bell, one row. That this version came almost like 400 years ago. This idea of, of this sphere, all right, Indo-Pacific sphere is not didn't come today. It came from the Ming Dynasty, which is the 1600. They sent seven times the fleet. It's a huge fleet, all right, uh, really almost 500 boats or right, big boats all the way down to Sri Lanka and all the way to 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 um, uh, to to Kenya, to uh, Africa. So this is has been there in their mind. This is their sphere. So we really need, need somebody to study the Japanese plan. But Japanese plan does not include India, right? So, but we need to study, I mean, India need to study the Chinese ambition. Of course, we modern Chinese, westernized Chinese, we don't have that anymore, right? We consider a person as one people are the most important thing, but they consider land very much the same as Russian. The Russian, what they do, a country is great or not, first is how big you are, how much land you own, right? This is the Genghis Khan. You know, this is a Genghis Khan concept, and this is the Russian Tsar concept. This has been going on. These guys are still living in the old world, and they become allies. And this is what I've been talking about, the axis, the axis, the, 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 the new axis, and somehow, uh, the Germans are not so sure which way to go, not so sure, because they will also want to be part of that. It's a very, it's, if they succeed, it will be very rich for the German. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself, but you no, really no. have to look at the big picture and study Chinese history, the Ming Dynasty. Yes. And before Ming, of course, it's the Yuan Dynasty, which is Genghis Khan. And you know what he's done, all the way to Poland all yes. the way to Poland and all the way to Vienna. That's what they did. And uh, it's not a joke. And the Mongolian population was very small. At that time, less than 1 million. They drove all the way. I'm sure they covered part of India too. Went all the way to yes, Vienna. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And, uh, and that is history. Sorry, sorry. I've been a little... No, no worries. To the best of your knowledge, is Bo Zhilai still alive? What? Sorry. I couldn't Bo, hear you. Bo, Bo, B-O, Bo, X-I-L-A-I. Oh, Bo Shilai is still alive. He is uh, not in jail. He is living in Dalian, in a seaside villa in Dalian, of course, under, under, and uh, he's capable. But let me tell you, just another guy with, with a communist mind, another one more. You have to do away with the system, the communist system. That system, they don't invent. They say people are all slaves. You just work for me. Okay. If they're slaves, they have no innovation, right? right? No problem. We can steal from US. There's Silicon Valley right here. All right. We can keep stealing. We can bribe them. We can steal. So that's they've been stealing for the last 30, 40 years. So all everything they do is so-called a high tech. And they use it even better than the States because they have a bigger market. And the Chinese are very good in applying technology not in inventing technology. So look look at Alibaba. What is it? Same as Amazon. 
he does it bigger than Amazon, right? On selling, and and then the social media, the WeChat, this and that, they copy America. But U.S. have a population maybe a one 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 third or one quarter of China, so they can only one do so quarter. much with the rest yeah. of the world. But yeah. China is doing so well, and they since China do not respect human rights, they can do it much better. <laughs> because they can use that information and to do more business, that's what happened. And now China said, "No, we want." Xi Jinping said, "No, I will not let private enterprises control it and develop it and make more money. We want to control it for military purpose, for security purpose." So that's why he took over all the IT companies, even the the DD, which is our, their equivalent of Uber, right? So. This is what's happening. Of course, we know in the future whoever has information will rule, and he will have information to rule the people and to expand, to fulfill his dream. Xi Jinping, the Chinese dream, is to return to the old glory of the Genghis Khan and the Ming Dynasty. That was the Chinese dream. They feel they've been mistreated. Same thing as what Putin is saying. Oh, you guys have robbed me. We used to have a USSR so big. Now we are only we lost the uh, Eastern Europe. I want it back. This is what Russia, what Putin is saying, and China is saying the same thing. People with that kind of concept, the old old-fashioned mind. You know, geopolitical land is everything. Strong country, people sacrifice for their country, and they have to be patriotic. And that, you know, this they have the same mentality, and this is going to happen if Biden continues to be weak. This is why we're so worried when 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 Trump lost his election. Nobody dares to bully Trump, but everybody is ready to bully Biden. Yes, indeed.、Uh, thank you so much, Elmer. So the question that we are leaving you with is: Is this a megalomaniac versus midget battle that we are seeing play out? And and the first thing the megalomaniacs did was to take the big player out of the room. That was Trump. We have again told you this is a is a this is an attempt to try and educate. Many of us are so consumed with our day to day problems that we don't have time to look up. And see what is going on around us. Whereas some people only do that, and and this is where the West and the East are a little bit different. East plans long term. West is almost immediately. We are all looking quarter to quarter, just like the way our corporates are announcing earnings. Everybody is looking quarter to quarter. So I hope we have instilled in you some knowledge of what is going on. Also, by the way, there are conflicting reports coming from Ukraine. One of the things that the Russians did was they completely. Cyber attack. So information coming out of Ukraine is almost minimal. So I have two different、uh, versions coming in. One is that、uh, Putin has not gone in; his forces have not gone in, and they are just saying that we have recognized these two, and he's sitting and watching from across the fence. The other side is saying that the troops have been there already for two weeks. In fact, I think that is true. I'll tell you why,、uh, Elmer. We can take this up in the next. Uh, next week's debate because we we are getting information also. I'll tell you why the troops are in. You notice that for the last week or so there is an exodus of population from the Don. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah, the people have been going towards where? Towards Russia. Why would they want to go towards Russia? They should be going to inwards into Ukraine towards Kiev. They are not doing that. So there is a story here that needs to be unearthed. We hope to bring you the real facts. 
please stay tuned and we'll be back again and elmer thank you so much for accommodating us amid your busy schedule you are a globe trotting young man and uh, more yeah, power man. to you sir i'm 73 years old <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much sir namaskar thank you thank you thank you again thank you for inviting me bye 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 bye